Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 435 for January 21st, 2024. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth, and joining me this week we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. I'm here, definitely not against my will. You yeah. don't need to send help. Good, good. That's what I told you to say. And uh, Roa is, is not here today because he is at his mom's birthday. People, people celebrate that stuff now? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Connor, where can we find you? And Aroa. You can find me. You can find Aroa. You can find you at aroa.website. I know that sounds silly, but if you punch it into your URL, you'll, you'll get there. One of those links I want to draw your attention to, two of them actually. First one is Clinton's Core Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. It's all done, but I worked real hard on it, and you can find it anywhere that fine podcasts are found. The other one is Bug City Blues. That is a Shadowrun 6th World Edition actual play podcast. Uh, if you like Shadowrun and heists and intrigue and... D- d- uh, honestly, I work really hard on it. I'm, like, really proud of it. You should check it out. We haven't played in, like, a month. We're going to play tonight, and no one's going to have forgotten how to play. We're not going to have to spend, like, an hour reminding people how to roll dice. It's going to be great. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, it'll be great. It'll be, it'll be fun. Uh, and, uh, of course, you can find me, Nathan Reed Spruth, everywhere, at Reeton. But mainly, you're going to find me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. Uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. And, uh, you know, I, I take days off. Like, sometimes I'll take a day or two off, but I'm pretty consistent with my schedule. Anyway, hey, uh, what games have you played? I have like not the last played week? that many games. I do want to mention the, the ones that I have taken the time with, though. Uh, first off, just as an update, I unsubscribed from World of Warcraft. Whoa. Bad game. I knew it was a bad game going in, and uh, I was able to verify those suspicions. All things considered, if I'm only down 15 bucks, that's, that's acceptable. Yeah, at least you didn't spend, what, $175 for the whole year or something like that? Or like three grand, or how, how much did Air Fox spend? I, I, you're probably going to bring it up $600. At least I didn't spend like $600 on a game that I played a couple times and was like, wow, not for me. I shot my friend. <laughs> we love you, Air Fox, for not making funny, I swear. I am. The other... <laughs> The other game I've mentioned uh, that I've been playing a whole bunch, actually, is Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Mm -hmm. If Metal Gear Solid V is a war profiteering simulator, this is war profiteering simulator, but also an immense power fantasy. You're not a one-man army. You're an army. You're an an army man army. And boy, is it fun sending in your, your elite squad of... Uh, okay, let, let me just take a detour here. I'm loving this game probably explicitly because one of the DLCs is just, hey, do you like Splinter Cell? We put Splinter Cell in it. Go play Splinter Cell. That's the and, only way that you can play Splinter Cell right now because they haven't released a game in like 11 years. That is so unfortunately true. Yeah, 12 years, I think. And I'm, I'm having that. a blast with like I'm, I'm, I keep on waiting for it to get boring and it just isn't happening yet like it is sufficiently entertaining to go do burner cell stuff over and over that's good i i bought that game for 12 dollars. yeah it was super dirt cheap that's the only reason i own it too uh i feel like i've definitely gotten my money's worth already and i'm definitely not done with it that's good so, uh, to probably tune in later when i have more to say i, I do want to mention the story in this game is awful <laughs> Tear, it's amongst the worst laughably yeah. bad but so, uh, the, the moments in between that are fantastic. So, yeah, it, it was $11 when you bought it on Steam. 
And by the time you had told me about it, and I, by the time I looked at it, it was back up to, what, 60 bucks, And I was like, I'm not spending $60 on this game. Uh, but on the Ubisoft store, it was $12. So you owe me a dollar, I think. I think that's how it works. <laughs> when, whenever we meet up in person, I'll, I'll definitely tag you back that single dollar. You're like, I'll buy you half a hot dog. That's what I'll do. Besides that, uh, I haven't really been playing too much video. I've been doing a lot of adulting. Uh, I know I've been talking to you about this lately. I'm trying to find a new place to live right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I just don't know how people are supposed to do that. Like, Have you tried a survive. crack den? A crack? No, I have not. Uh, I, I guess I should broaden my horizons. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, when I was looking for a place, everything is super expensive. And at the time, it's more expensive now, but at the time it was still kind, everything was kind of out of my range. And that being said... I, w I qualified for a loan of $275,000, and I still couldn't find a place within my range. That's Crazy. how crazy. Like, things would be listed at, like, $200,000, and people were dropping a $100,000 down payment on the house to secure a $300,000 loan. So, like, I they was... were... Sorry, go on. So, they were... Houses were really expensive, and there was one house... That was $165,000. And I messaged my realtor lady and I was like, what is wrong with this house? And she was like, <laughs> oh, it's in a really bad neighborhood. There were, like, there, there were like a few grow farms caught there and a lot of people don't want to live in that neighborhood. And I was like, oh, that sounds perfect. <laughs> please, <laughs> please give me the house. And unfortunately it sold for like 200 and something thousand dollars because somebody put a hundred thousand dollars extra on top of the asking price. So they're like, we can't lose this site. It's the best growth spot we had. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, I, I know your position that you're in, but hopefully you'll be able to find something. Are you looking to rent or buy? Um, I mean, honestly, whatever's available. I was looking at like studios, just imagining something that'd be like cheap and accessible. It's almost two grand a month. Uh huh. Uh -huh. What the fuck? Well, no, that's, that's, that's before amenities. You're also in a metropolitan area, but... Mm, that's not where these studios were located. Oh, that's not good. How far no. away are you looking from your job? I want to be like a 45-minute drive away from my job. I don't think that's unrealistic to ask. Yeah. Yeah, it, it... Hopefully you'll find something, but it's... I'm assuming you don't want roommates? I will tolerate the right roommates. Yeah. Um, it's not like I'm antisocial. I mean, maybe I guess, but like, uh, when people try to impose or like be bullies, ooh, I got I got real problems with that. And sometimes yeah. that could happen when people are comfortable in their own homes. Mm -hmm. I, uh, when I lived with my last roommate, it was it was we had a really good setup. I paid a pretty decent wage or a pretty decent rent, and uh. He wanted me, he's like, I'll cook the food, but you have to do the dishes. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then it just got like, he would just dirty as many dishes as possible with making dinner. And then I would have to do a ton of dishes. And so he was like, I'll tell you what, you pay an additional $40 a month and I'll do the dishes too. And I was like, deal. <laughs> I, will, I will take that every, every month, $40, you do all the dishes. It's great. So See, yeah. If that works out for you, that's great. Like. I don't want to have to be a maid for another person, and I also mm -hmm. have absolutely no expectations of another person being a maid for me. And when either of those lines get breached, that's a 
that's a big problem for me. And I've lived in places where I've had to be dad for someone. And it's like, you're going to cause rats to come in our house. Like you can't live like this. Yeah, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't really the problem. It was just, I didn't, I don't like doing dishes. And so he made me that offer and I was like, perfect, good. Unfortunately, basic hygiene is sometimes an issue for people in my experience is <laughs> oh, yeah, looking yeah. for people to live with. Yeah, yeah, I, I've I've lived with some people like that who, you know, I'm not the the cleanest person, but I've been like, man, you need to step it up, Durga. <laughs> you need to you need to just let's make this cleaner. Uh anyway, uh yeah, we, we I got distracted. Able, I, I didn't did. play a lot of video games and uh the real world sucks. Yep. And uh tune into Bug City Blues, a Shadowrun Sex World Edition actual podcast. Yeah, I That's hope all. I hope you're able to find something. Uh, I played Star Citizen on Monday by myself, and I had a lot more fun because I was doing stuff. Um, there were some glitches, like there was a mission that I did where I you go and you pick up a box and you know you deliver it wherever. Um, unfortunately, that that didn't work. The mission broke and the box never spawned. And then there was another mission that I. I, I was I was on my way to collect a different mission, and I was like, "Huh, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of ships out here. I wonder if I can steal any of them." And the answer is yes. I was able to. Uh, somebody did not lock like they had locked the doors to get into the ship, but they did not lock the elevator to get into the cargo hold. And so I was able to get in the cargo hold, and from there go to the um, go to the the cockpit. And I was able to steal their ship and fly around and do missions that way. And that was pretty awesome. Did uh, people come looking for you? Be like, okay, no, give it back. No, there are ways that you can do that. Um, like you can, if your ship's out somewhere and somebody's piloting your ship, um, they can like spawn in their ship. Like they'll, they'll wake up in the bed and then uh, they'll, they're able to like get out and like take you out or whatever. There's also... Uh, one of the things that, so if you, if you're out in the, in the verse and you like, you're like, okay, I need to log off. If you go and sleep in your bed, you can click log off. And then you'll, when you come back, you'll be in your ship. And so I think your ship doesn't despawn for a certain amount of time. So somebody can then steal your ship. And when you log back in, you'll be in your ship with somebody driving it. However, if another person lays in the bed you can't spawn in the bed so that's one way for them to not be able to spawn into their ship just uh, need me and three of my sleepiest friends for the greatest <laughs> heist the galaxy has ever seen yeah it was cool uh it, i had i had some fun with it i do like the concept of the game but again you know it's been in development for over a decade now and it's still super buggy i was uh, gonna ask if that is technically released or if it's still in like early access or beta or whatever they want to call it it's still in beta yeah it's, that's not a good sign game developers even minecraft released eventually yeah exactly so uh you know i'll probably pop i the thing is i'll probably pop in every couple of updates and just which is what i've been doing i'll pop in you know two or three updates see how everything's changed see if it runs any better which by the way no the answer is no it runs You're at like all like, oh, right i own this game yeah it, it runs at like 60 frames a second in space but once you get into a, a populated area it just crashes to like 30 frames a second and that's on a decent computer like i i don't have like a slouching computer or anything and it still runs kind of like crap 
it's a shame that we're having such a problem accomplishing this fantasy of being like a space pirate, like that Starfield or, you know, whatever all these games are trying to accomplish. Because I feel like a lot, especially this one, is getting close, but it's not mm-hmm. quite hitting the mark. And a lot it, of the problem with that is performance. And and we we already had like Privateer and the Wing Commander series. <laughs> they were released 30 years ago. And they can't replicate it in over a decade. It, it seems silly to me. Anyway. That being said, it sure is pretty to look at. I it love is. the cockpits in Star Citizen. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. You came in and you're like, oh man, that cockpit looks good. <laughs> and I'm like yeah, and I think that was the ship I stole. As anyway. far as like game developers knowing the time you're gonna spend most looking at your screen, yeah, mm-hmm. they nailed it. Yeah, like it is. Uh, people, some people call it a screenshot simulator because that's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're gonna the second game I played. I'm still trying to play through it. Shadow Run Hong Kong. I think I'm at the very end of the game. Uh, but I just I wasn't able to finish it last week, so I'll be finishing it this week before Infinite Wealth comes out. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth comes out on the 25th, so I'll be starting that on the 25th. And uh, I like I like Hong Kong. It's fun. I like playing. Yeah. I like throwing uh, shurikens at people and killing them. It's a lot of fun. Are you feeling like you're in over your head yet? Uh, no. Hmm. Unusual. Well, see, this is not an actual Shadowrun campaign. This is a Shadowrun game, and with with video games, I'm always overpowered. Okay. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I always. I always. And it's not like. The game probably didn't design it that way. I'm just like, oh, I did everything else, and now uh, instead of putting any points in anything, I put it all into strength. And so uh, I did have one thing that in the second to last mission, I I went up and they're like, hey, you can't go back there. But I saw that you could do a, like an etiquette shadow run thing, shadow runner to get past it so i was like huh that's interesting let me just level up my etiquette and choose shadow run as my shadow runner as my next etiquette oh look i got past this dialogue option so that was really nice but uh anyway it was it's fun uh i'll be playing that tuesday i probably will beat it on tuesday and then the I'll, and then after that i'll probably play this last game which is a uh, pal world I was able to get into Pal World because it's on Game Pass, and uh, apparently everyone's playing it. Yeah, it's pretty gosh darn pop. I, I guess there was an emergency meeting at, uh, I don't know if it's Epic, I think it was Epic, where they're like, uh, we these need sales are not what we were expecting. Yeah. Yeah, I, is it on Epic? I don't think I, it's on Epic. I think it's on Steam. Not, now that I say that, maybe I'm wrong. No, no, you're Wh- right, though. I, I think that... Uh, I think there was an emergency meeting at Epic, which was, which was basically like, why is this not on our platform? Oh, maybe that's what it was. I, I do know that a publisher was like, uh, look at it, guys. It's printing money. Yeah, and I think that's probably what Epic had. They're like, how do we get this on our platform right now? Because They're poking it's at- their games like, do it. Yeah, uh, it, it was fun. I played with Airfox. Uh, I'm still in the tutorial. The tutorial takes forever. Uh, mainly because it's such a big area and the tutorial is like, you have to go fight this incredibly powerful boss. So you just have to like continuously level up and stuff. I, 
and, and one of the big things about the game is it is a survival game. You have to eat, you have to craft, um, but it's not bad like most survival games. I cannot, I, I, I can't remember the last time I actually got into a survival game and had fun. Um, and it was like I played for like five hours on Friday, which I normally stream from nine to or six to nine, and I played until almost midnight. And I was like, I need to go to sleep at some point in my life, so I'm gonna stop playing right now. But it was, uh, it was good, and I'll probably go play it some more after I uh, am done with shadow running tonight, because I can't get out of that. I can't be like, hey, I'm gonna play Power World. Bye, guys. Boy, do you wish you could though. Oh no, it'll be fun. We haven't played Shadowrun in a in a month or so. I assume we're making new characters because uh, I we'll see how we things all go. For- we all forgot how things, what we were doing. I anyway. do anticipate there will be a, a brief period of time where we all get together and are like, right, how do we do this again? Yeah, like, that is, that's one thing. With any, with any tabletop game, there's, uh, even after we played for a couple of years on stuff, there's always people that are like, oh, and then I do this, and we're like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, and also one thing with Shadowrun and with uh, Pathfinder, you know, whatever we played, is sometimes people take a long time to, like, decide what they're doing. And I'm like, just figure it out. Figure out what you're doing. Because I get impatient. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Just drive uh, the car through the wall. What's your problem? Yeah. It works 100% of the time. So f- it has it not caused any problems other than, like, a... a minor injury it's fine we're gonna move on fun in games until someone else drives a car through your wall no that wouldn't be fun i don't have any dodge uh we're gonna move on we're gonna talk about some news stories the first one is uh our favorite our favorite company starlink you like Uh, starlink right i hate that they're doing good basically purely because of hubris i I hate their owner i hate him i hate hate him him so much i hate him so much too but uh I would love to have gig by because I have gig internet right now, um, mm-hmm. but it's one gig down and twenty up, and it's awful. Hate the upload I mean, speed. I, I'm, it's not awful. It's just you know it could be better. It's not as good as I want. Um, and they are Starlink is offering a gig by gig internet for businesses, which sounds awesome. Uh, except for at $75,000 a month. Ooh. Ooh. And actually it gets worse too. Yeah, yeah. That's not even the, the worst part of it. Now, when I worked at Sony, um, we had like 10 gig. It was like 10, 10 by 10. Uh, and that was like fifty or $60,000 a month. But, you know, that's, you know, that, that's a fair, I mean, it's it's not a fair price, but it's, Sony's paying for it. Like the, that's a lot of money that they're paying for. But I'll also say it's probably 10. not coming from space. That's true. It is also not coming from space. It was going through a fiber line. Now, uh, SpaceX, this is from PC Mag again. Eh, again, that's 75 grand per month. And it says here SpaceX is advertising a new Starlink service that can deliver gigabit speeds for the satellite internet service, but only if the customers pay. million up front. That's the installation fee. 
plus another $75,000 a month for gig internet. And to make things worse, they only show up between 9 and 11 on Mondays and Wednesdays. Ah, oh, man. So, like, if, if you're not there for the installation date, what are you going to do? I know, right? Uh, the company has updated Starlink site to produ- uh, promote the new community gateways option. The option isn't a new service tier for consumers, but rather a business program meant to appeal to internet service providers trying to find ways to bring high-speed broadband to remote areas. And I, I get that, that it's for remote areas, but um, they're still using the same satellites. So... I, I, is this for, I, I'm just curious who's going to, who this is for. Yeah, if you're I kind of had super, the same question. If you're in a super remote area, are you going to have $1.25 million to spend on this? Even if you're a if, business. If you're like a research oil rig or something like that, maybe. Maybe. If you're like a military industrial grouping may, but, but you're not going to be sold near a link. If you have a, a military back in, I think, I think that was one of the things he was freaking out about. Now they are, they are saying here that they are going to offer up to 10 gig gigabits per second on the last paragraph. It says, uh, our first community gateway on the remote Island of you, Unalaska, Alaska is able to pro- uh, provide 10 gigabits of symmetric uplink and, downlink throughput enough to serve thousands of new uh customers well operating at over 99 percent uptime so what i'm thinking this is for is people who want to start their own internet service so Hmm. you're you're in like that's what it sounds like here uh for this this community gateway program in unalaska is they get the internet from starlink and then they run the lines and do everything to get the consumers there to have internet. It's just such a weird funnel. Like at that point, why wouldn't you just get your individual ones unless it's cheaper or something? It's well, weird. yeah. And this and with it being ten gigs, you might be able to get better internet to the consumers than what Starlink provides. Maybe. Yeah, I could see that, but like. Yes, you're going to have to build the infrastructure around that. But if you're already at that point, you yeah. should probably just build the infrastructure for that sort of thing. Well, like, the, I, I feel like what if the but but what if the infrastructure is already there? What if you already have the lines for like cable internet to go out to these consumers? But your option to get the internet cuz a lot of a lot of smaller r- rural Internet providers will run off like Verizon lines. Mm-hmm. And let's say, hypothetically, Comcast is in the area, but they only offer to the business half a gig or, or uh, five gigabits per second. And so you now do this Starlink deal, you double that, that throughput. That might be what this is aimed for because you're, because. Comcast isn't going to go up there and update all those lines for millions of dollars. You pay a million dollars, and suddenly you're able to give your consumers a better experience. That's the only see, thing I can think. I want to see the circles on the map where that case applies. <laughs> it, it'll I, be. I want to. I want them to point with their finger at the examples where this exists. Yeah, 
I, I, that's the only thing I could really think of that this could be used for other than uh, something like a, a Sony or, you know, a Microsoft where you have a studio, um, that you have 200, 300 developers or people working there that all need a decent high speed internet connection. And you want, you're okay with paying $75,000 a month for this service. But um, Sony and Microsoft and all them aren't going to net the money to get themselves a nice data center? Mm, oh. That don't add up. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, later on in the article, it now appears SpaceX has decided to take the community gateway concept and expand it to all interest, interested ISPs. Oh, yeah. See, it says interested ISPs. So that, it sounds like it's exactly what I was thinking it is. But the offering won't be cheap. In addition to the $1.25 million upfront fee, the company plans on charging business customers $75,000 per gigabit per second per month. So that means for the one in Unalaska, it would be $750,000 a month because they're doing 10 gigabits per second. I mean, that's, that's pretty expensive data. Yeah. Yeah, You're putting so, a dollar to that bit, that's that adds up fast. So that is, yeah, it sounds like it is exactly what I was thinking it is. It is people who want to start their own ISPs or they have ISPs already um, that are there that want to increase their throughput. I won't be doing this. Uh, shockingly enough, I do not have $1.25 million to drop on internet service. Uh, but... Good for them, I guess. I don't know. I know Amazon, like, it sucks because I like the idea of, you know, having internet in rural areas, more, more remote areas, and ha people having more access to the internet because every day we are getting more and more reliant, co uh, companies are getting more and more reliant on having internet service. I mean, when was the last time or ever, you're quite a bit younger than me, have you ever, like, filled out a physical application and dropped it off at a business? Oh, totally, yeah. Like, when I was a teenager? Yeah. Tons. But... And a lot of times they'd say, what are you doing? Apply online, you nerd. Yeah, exactly. And within the last 10 years, have you ever done that? Or is it always just, I'm going to apply online? No, in the last decade, it's exclusively been online. I haven't filled out... Well, I mean, except for, like, the signing of the papers. That's different. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like, W-2s and stuff you got to do in person a lot of the time. But... yeah. Like, yeah, so businesses and people are being more reliant on, on the internet, and so having it in smaller areas is great, but it sucks that it's people I don't like that are doing it. Like, Amazon is, is getting in on this, and you have, like, Elon Musk doing uh, Starlink and all that uh, with, uh, with the, was it SpaceX does it? So it's just, it's people that I don't like, and I'm like, I want to support you guys, but I also... Don't want to support you guys. You stop doing specifically. Cool projects. You specifically yeah. stop doing cool projects. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, if you're interested in, in Starlink, uh, don't, don't buy that one. Uh, you know, it's a damn shame, too, because I had $75,000 sitting around. Just, you know, I was trying to find out what to spend it on. Yeah, but you, have to, you don't have that upfront fee of $1.25 million, unfortunately. Not yet, but I'm working on it. The only thing I could think of if, that I would use Starlink for 
is if I lived or or if if I had like an RV and was doing like road tripping all the time because they do have their RV plan that would probably be the best case scenario but uh I hate RVs. I hate vehicles bigger than a sedan, so I'm just not going to not going to do that. If we, I was doing like Firewatch somewhere, maybe, but they don't they don't need that much data. We don't need that much data. No, if, and no, no. Well, I mean just for the base plan. The base Starlink plan is what I would do. Um, right, yeah, definitely. But like I, I'm talking about the, the the 10 gigs. It's like fuck, man. You you can, I get the price and mm-hmm. I get the widespread application. But for a consumer level, you really got to try to be reaching those levels. Or you got to be right. Nathan and just start downloading everything at the same time. Yeah, everything. Just download everything. I say I struggle to get this. Nathan's like, I could do it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can make it work. I would like the, the, basically, I think one gig by one gig. Symmetrical uh, gig would be nice, yeah. Yeah. That, especially if it's satellite, like reliable, wherever. That, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. They don't, for the base Starlink plan, you get like 100 down and 10 up, 10 to 20 up, which is fine if you're in an RV watching YouTube or Netflix or whatever, right? I need to send Excel sheets a couple times a week. It's fine for that. Yeah. Uh, It's just paying 75 grand isn't, it's not something we could do, but a business I could see doing that. One of the places I worked, uh, they were a giant manufacturing company. The the power bill every month was like seventy grand, just because of how many machines they had running continuously. You know and, what you call that? You call that the cost of business. And then they went up to us. Well, you know, and there were quite a few monitors there and computers and stuff. And they're like, "Hey, we need you to find a way to cut down costs of running the computers." And I'm like, "You know." All of the computers combined don't take up as much power as one of those machines for one day, right? Like, okay, fine. And so what they did was we, my boss and I were like, okay, well, well, I guess turn the monitors off, like turn the screen off after a certain amount of time. That'll save 17 cents a day or something like that, whatever. And so we had changed it to after seven minutes, the screens would shut down, you know, and then you'd move, you'd wiggle the mouse and you have to log back in. Why seven minutes? It, it doesn't matter, but why I seven? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and so then we got a call. Or I think what we, what we did was we did five minutes at first and then people were complaining, so we moved it to seven. But uh, somebody called and they're like, hey, my computer, what I'll do is I'll turn around and I'll talk to somebody for a minute and then my computer, like, the screens turn off. And they were complaining about it. I was like, oh, it was five minutes. And he's like, no, it wasn't five minutes. I was like, yeah, it was. You turned around, you lost track of time, and then you spent five minutes talking. And your screen went black. That's what happened. Oh, users. Anyway, we're going to move on to our next uh, story. And this is actually one that Aroa brought up. But Aroa's not here, and so we have to talk about it. Uh, this one we can't blame on users. Can't blame on users. We blame it on the vendors and uh, the standard of UEFI. So if you don't know what UEFI is and you don't know what BIOS is, then well, I can't really help you. But when you start Boy, up your Boy, you're computer... not listening to the right podcast if yeah. you don't know what those are. So you, 
when you start up your computer, it says, hey, press F2 to enter BIOS or F2 to uh, enter UEFI. Uh, it's it's base level operating system for your motherboard, basically. And UEFI is the newer version of that. It has more features and looks prettier. Uh, it also what has... What did they call Legacy before it was Legacy? I'll be honest, I only know it as Legacy. Legacy and UEFI. Uh, BIOS. They, they just called it, like, BIOS boot, and now it's Legacy boot? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. it well, I had I to mean, ask in case they, someone else in the audience didn't know, but they, it really they it was probably, for me. Yeah, they probably just called it... I mean, yeah, I've... I've it was just booting. You've just yeah, like yeah. like I remember booting to BIOS before UEFI, but like I, we didn't call it anything. Just BIOS. No. Yeah, we didn't call it anything, and I think in Legacy Boot just allows you to boot in different. Anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, so there's some vulnerabilities with UEFI, and it's causing a huge cluster. This is from Ars Technica, and the headline is: New UEFI vulnerabilities send firmware devs industry industry wide scrambling. I think there should be a hyphen there. Anyway. Probably. Um, if, uh, if you don't know about it, your network security experts definitely do. Yeah. Um, five vendors and many a customer are affected. The nine vulnerabilities that compromise, it's called Pixie Fall or Pixie Fail, sorry. Pixie Fail, yeah. Reside in Tiano Co Core EDK2. An open source implementation of the UEFI specification, the implementation is incorporated into offerings from ARM LTD, Inside, AMI, Phoenix Technology, and Microsoft. Just so you know, those are the big ones. Yeah, those um, aren't insignificant names. ARM, it's a big one. Inside is a big one. AMI is a big one. Phoenix Technologies. Um, thankfully, it's an, uh, it, thankfully, American Megatrends isn't included in this because they are like the number one uefi slash bios creator uh this can be exploited in what's known as the pxe or what we call as pixie boot or preview uh, pre-boot execution environment when it's configured to use ipv6 which shockingly enough a lot of things still don't use ipv6 we've always used ipv we, i've never worked in an environment that was big enough like in one campus alone that warranted it yeah normally what what we do uh, is, you know, we have just, we have IPv4 and then every site just has a different uh, domain. So it's like 10.10.3, 10.10.4, and mm -hmm. you can still reach them. Um, yeah, Pixie, uh, PXE is uh, referred to as Pixie Boot or NetBoot. It's a mechanism Enterprise uses to boot up large numbers of devices which more often than not are servers inside large data centers rather than the OS being stored on the device booting up. Um, so, yeah, this, this could be bad because if somebody's able to, instead of, like, you booting up normally and grabbing the, the file, uh, I could think of a lot of thin clients do this, mm -hmm. um, where if you work at a... If, if you've ever worked at a, a call center, a lot of them are going to use thin clients, uh, which is great. So you go in, you type your, your name, and you put your password in, and then it takes a minute because it pulls all of your profile information from the server over to that computer. And you can go to any computer and log in and have all that same information. It's fantastic. I, I compare it to like a 1950s, 1960s terminal style where... You could have a screen and a, a keyboard at your desk, but 
all the computations happens in a computer that's the size of the room downstairs somewhere. Yeah. And what, so that's a, they're doing a pixie boot there. And what will happen with this vulnerability is theoretically during that process where it's doing the pixie boot, the hacker can put their own code in and take over the whatever system. Uh, Cannot be good. Um, It says here, by exploiting the pixel fail vulnerabilities, an attacker can cause servers to download a malicious firmware image rather than the intended one. The malicious image in this scenario will establish a permanent beachhead on the device that's installed prior to the loading of the operating system and any security software that would normally flag infections. The vulnerability. So fun fact. Hmm? Uh, you, you know, in the, the, the hit shutter run podcast, Bug City Blues, when you probe a network? Uh huh. That's what you're doing. Oh, nice. I do that all the time. <laughs> the vulnerabilities of proof of concept code demonstrating the presence of the vulnerabilities were developed by researchers from security firm Quark's Lab. Uh, which is run by Quark from Deep Space Nine, so I'm happy he found a new job. A new job. I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's a lie. <laughs> uh, which published the findings to Tuesday. That would be hilarious if they used him as the as the mascot for that company. Um, right. uh, what was it? Arm Shimmerman. Armin Shimmerman. Yeah, Armin big Shimmerman. fan of him actually. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think that's his modus operandi though. Probably not. Uh, so for Pixie failed to be exploited, Pixie boot must be turned on for the overwhelming number of UF- UEFIs in use. It isn't turned on. So that's good. Uh, and generally, like if you're deploying, I've, I've never really used Pixie boot where I'm at. Um, I've thought about it. I've thought about setting up a fog server, uh, to make installations better, but whatever. Pixie is I have on. used Pixie servers before, but a computer's never connected to one unless... We specifically told it to boot to it, yeah. or the operating was fried, and it's like, uh, I don't know what to boot to anymore. Yeah, and then it just it tries to pixie boot and doesn't do anything. Correct. Yeah, it doesn't have configuration. It's not looking for nothing. Uh, pixie is generally used in data centers and cloud environments for rebooting thousands of tens of thousands of servers. Additionally, uh, it must be configured to be used in combination with IPv6 routing. I just like, yeah, this sucks. I don't see it as a huge. I I don't see it as a huge issue, and they're probably going to patch it. Uh, um, I, I, I mean, I see it as a it. big issue. Sure, uh, I'm sure eventually someone will find a patch for it. The issue, as I understand it right now, is it works kind of like a wrapper behind whatever package that it's supposed to pick up. Mm-hmm. And when things successfully spoof a wrapper, it's kind of hard to tell it. Oh, hey, that might not be what you think it is. You got to check first. And if you do do that it's going to have a big impact on performance. Yeah. It says, uh, the very last paragraph says, out of an abundance of caution and in keeping with security in-depth principles, all end users should patch the vulnerabilities. So basically patch your devices and let's hope they take care of it. Uh, that's, that's the basic thing. It, uh, yeah, people I, who make a lot more money than we do are very invested in making sure this isn't a problem. I'm sure they'll get it figured out. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's just another thing that we live in an ever increasing society with network connected devices and things like this are just bound to to pop up. And of course, I I bet Oroa has a lot more to say about this, but he's not here. So, um yeah, that's that's all we have for that one and we're going to move on. Did you watch any of the Xbox showcase? 
I'll be honest, I did not know. I they, they did an Xbox showcase, and thankfully they didn't do. It wasn't like a three-hour thing where they announced like twenty games that we have to like talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they did talk about they they announced five games, which is a lot more reasonable for us to to actually go through. Um, the first game they talked about was they're coming out with an Indiana Jones game. Surprise! With uh, Harrelson Ford, like they got his likeness in the game and everything. Yes, Harrelson Ford. Harrelson Ford? Harrison. 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 Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. That's the name. Uh, Obi-Wan, right? That's, that's the guy? Yeah. I know. No. It's Han Solo. It's Han Solo. <laughs> Sorry. You broke my brain for a second there. <laughs> uh, so he's, he's in the game. Well, you know, not physically, but they have a younger looking version of him, which looks better than the young version in the actual Indiana Jones movie. Um, and you get to use your whip. To, to whip guys around and punch them in the face. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm cool with any game that allows you to punch Nazis. Yeah, all in all, I think I'm pro-punching Nazis. Yeah. My one question is, who asked for an Indiana Jones game? Like, where did, where did this come from? It's been in development. Like, it's been rumored for quite a while. I, I'm just um, talking about, like, as far as official releases, I didn't know this was actually a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's apparently it's happening. They're gonna do like it's a puzzle solving game and some action combat. Uh, Isn't and, it gonna be out this year? Uh, let me see. It says, do, 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 do. "Let's go to the very end." I actually didn't watch this until now. It just says Xbox at the end. Uh, twenty twenty four. Yeah. As far as like reveal to release, that's pretty fast for a video game. Yeah. For a Bethesda game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Considering I think what Starfield was like six or seven years, it was announced before it was actually released. And they they general like Bethesda, they generally will do like we're doing Elder Scrolls, and then five years later they'll release an Elder Scrolls in- game, and then they're like we're doing a Fallout game. So they'll do like every ten years they're doing a, a different iteration of that particular series. Um, oh, I'm sorry, this might not be Bethesda. It's Machine Games. I don't, I'm not sure if I know Machine Games. Not sure either. Well, no, it, it does say Bethesda there at the bottom. Maybe so they're just publishing it or something. Yeah. Machine Games might be creating it and uh, then, yeah, might be developing it with Bethesda being the publisher. Which Oh, these are sense. the guys who made the new Wolfenstein in like Doom and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just Bethesda. Oh, yeah, they're owned by Bethesda. It's, uh, a, it's then, a ZeniMax powerhouse. Then we got a trailer for Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. Did you play through the first one? Uh, I didn't play through it all the way, but that's the only game on this list that I'm like remotely excited for. Uh, it looks it looks all right. Uh, it's pretty. Yeah, it does. I it's it's a very puzzle based game, and I'm not a huge fan of puzzle based games, but I still had fun with with uh, what Sinua Sacrifice, the first mm-hmm. one. I I get it. It was trying to to say something. It was. Uh, I remember I was uh, in somebody else's stream. Uh, watching them play Sinua's Sacrifice, and they were trying to solve a puzzle, and they bl- they said out loud, "How do I or what do I do here?" And so I gave them a tip on what to do, and then they got mad at me for backseat gaming, and so I stopped following that person. Welcome to the Twitch experience. And I was like, they're like, somebody in the chat was like, "Oh, streamers will say stuff like that rhetorically," and I'm like, "Okay, 
fine. I'm done. Bye. Uh, this is so you're you're excited about that one. The one I'm excited for is the next game, which was Avowed, uh, which is Obsidian's answer to Skyrim, is what they they're calling it. And I want to see more before I get excited. Apparently, this is like an eight minute trailer, so maybe I have my wish and I just haven't clicked the button. Yeah, and honestly, the trailer doesn't show as much as I would like of gameplay. Oh. A lot of talking heads, um, but it does look fun. They they also go through at the very end. They talk about like one of the quests you can do, where you have to determine if the guy's lying or or not lying. Um, and theoretically, they're like, oh, and it can change. You know, the typical, oh, your decisions matter, Connor. They don't. Your decisions do not matter one bit. But they they try to make it seem like your decisions matter. And uh, it looks it looks good. I I don't know. Is this gonna release this year too? Is this just a 2024? Like these are games that are releasing in 2024 showcase. I would hope so, but like like I said earlier, I've seen so little about this game that I have no faith that it will be out. They say oh. it's going to be out in fall of 2024, but that's what it says, I would yeah. not be surprised if this ended up getting extended or delayed. Yeah, I mean they show off battles uh, with like wands, pistols, dual sword, dual wielding wands. Um, and and some other abilities in it, but we'll have to see how it is. It the good thing about all these games, and I've said this before, uh, th- they're all going to be on Game Pass, <laughs> so I won't have to pay anything extra to play them. Um, and the last or the second to last game they showed off is Visions of Mana. Uh, Man, this which, game series will not die. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a huge fan of the Mana series of games, but... Yeah, I could usually tolerate a JRPG, but the the X of Mana series are just... I, I don't want to say they're juvenile. They're just like... I, whenever I'm playing them, I'm like, is this really what I'm doing with my free time? Now, this does look better than most of the other Mana series of games that I've I've seen or played. Um, So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it turns out. I... It's going to be on uh, Xbox, PC, and PlayStation when it launches this summer, which is, which is cool. I'm happy they're releasing games on the, on the PlayStation, but I don't think this is developed by a Microsoft studio, right? Is the Mana, right. the Mana series, are they Capcom? No, that's Square Enix. Square Enix. Square Enix, yeah. So that's summer 2024. And then the last game is one that I hadn't even heard of which is called Aura History Untold. I should be excited for this game, but I'm not yet. Why not? Because the trailer is mostly a lady talking. Oh, well, that would... Oh, this is a, a city builder. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. it's a Praxis it's game, a 4X kind. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That could be fun. I've had some fun with those games, but then also other times I've had not a lot of fun with those games. It really depends I- on who I'm playing with. And the game itself. Like, Civilization can be fun, but I've played some other games that just aren't enjoyable. I've lost entire days of my life to Civ. And Mm -hmm. I used to host Civ parties, like, online in college. We used to get together also for, like, weekends at a time. And just, like, playing Risk, you know? Fun. I would do that with Durga. We played for, like, five or six hours on Civilization 4. Or no, Civilization 5. And 
then the save would get corrupted. Oh no. That happened online a lot. You'd play for like yeah. four hours. You'd hit a loading screen that would take like six hours, and then everyone would be reset and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, that happened so, like twice to us, and we're just like, yeah, we're going to be... We're gonna be done now and not we saved every couple of years yeah well that's that's smart um and this is releasing this fall uh apparently on pc and pc game pass this fall and that's it those were only there were only five games they spoke about for this whole thing which was avowed uh senua saga visions of mana aura history untold and the indiana jones game uh and you're excited about the Senua Sacrifice 2, or Hellblade 2? Yeah, I'm excited about one of these. Potentially three, like Avowed has potential, Aura definitely has potential, but you gotta show me, guys. I gotta see it. You're, you're not excited to punch Nazis? I've never seen Indiana Jones. What? You've never seen any of the Indiana? Like, I can understand not seeing, like, the one with Shia LaBeouf or the new one, but you've never seen, like... The Temple of Doom or anything? I've never seen any Indiana. I've seen plenty. Like, I know if I say Kalima and I reach for a heart, that's a thing. Yeah. But no, I've, I've never seen a, a, a Indiana Jones. Do I have? I, I don't know if I, I own those on DVD. I think you own them on the, the DVDs you have on your shelf uh, down here in the basement. Yeah, yeah. I have, I, I have those, those DVDs. You might want to take a crack at one of them. You know, watching one of them or all of them, except for oh, I don't um, think I have the new one. I'll have, to, I'll have to get that on Blu-ray or something. It's totally not related to any of these stories. But speaking of movies, I got 3D movies working with my my headset. Oh yeah. Oh man, this is changing the way that I want to watch movies. Did I'm that be work? asking for more? It worked great. Okay. Um, I need to maybe watch a not so long movie. The battery life was an issue, but oh, I, that's yeah. that's not a discussion for now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we are uh, pretty much done with the podcast. I want to thank you for being here, Connor. I'm all you had. You are all I had. And uh, thank you for being here, Reed. You're welcome. Uh, and we'll be back next week talking about more video games and tech news and shitting on Elon Musk or something. Bye. Tune in next week when Nathan desperately begs his girlfriend to be the guest star because no one else can make it. She wouldn't do it. That would be a no. Bye.